hello everyone and welcome to what I believe is our final installment talking about gems and gemstones and mm -hmm. things like that for our podcast here. Yep. Uh, I'm Johnny. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. Yeah, so for this episode we're going to be talking about pendulums and how pendulums work. Um... I was going to write one my hand. <laughs> yeah, I was like... And I, I, I was just doing that, and I didn't realize that's what you were going to be talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because of the length of this episode, we're going to lump crystal wands into when we talk about wands in general. Um, because I don't want anybody to get confused on material or anything. Um, so... That being said, how are you? Uh, okay. Uh, still waiting for the bean juice to kick in. <laughs> I think I it's broken. Like... Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes caffeine just doesn't work. I mean, that's their neurodivergent, so... Yeah, that's what I say. Sometimes the caffeine don't work on the neurodivergent. Um, so the majority of this information is from a little bit of pendulums by Danny Bryant. Um, it's real small. It's real tiny. It's really, it's really cool. It's pink. At least the copy I have, it's pink. Um, but she goes into all things pendulum, um, talks about how to do it there's rituals and stuff in the back that she's got um what crystals she properly used for it oh jesus yeah there's like moon phases and how to use it for your chakras and all of the things like it's it a lot of this information came from this um so, what exactly is a pendulum? This thing. It, it is something <laughs> that is pointed on a rope or a chain. A lot of pendulums today come with almost like a key ring. So you could slip it over your finger. Um, I have two. I have one that's in my car. And then I just got another one. Um, but, yeah. Uh, these have been used for divination and dowsing. Dowsing is, whew, that's a story for another day. We're going to kind of get into it in kind of layman's terms here. Um, but the use of dowsing dates as far back as 8,000 years ago. Um, modern interest came about it from a mural drawing discovered in 1949 by French explorers. They found the drawings in the... Tazalili, T-A-S-S-I-L-L-I, -L -L -I, uh, caves in Algeria. Uh, the drawing showed people with fork implements searching for underground resources. Now, I think I say this further down. I don't, if I say it again, I say it again. But dowsing can be the pendulum. Dowsing can be metal rods. I'm not sure what the metal ones are made out of. And then some people use certain type of wood. 
for dowsing. So a lot of drawings you'll see people with like metal rods in their hands and the metal rods cross and stuff. A lot of people used to use it to find well water, like wells for water. Um, so there's evidence all over the world that dowsing was used quite regularly. There's evidence in Greece, China, and Cairo. There's a lot of evidence in the Cairo Museum. Um, in the late 1500s, Italian scientist Galileo. Um, Galileo. Galilee. <laughs> Galileo Vicaro. <laughs> I, right, I knew that would happen the moment I said that too. Um, he was watching a chandelier sway from the ceiling of the cathedral in Paris. Um, this led him to study um, how pendulums work in the form of measuring time. Um, his studies led to the beginning of any scientific research on the property of pendulums. Um, and just like any form of divination, you're going to have critics. Um, so in the early 1300s, Pope John 1022, um, he began persecuting witches. That's a story for another day. Um, and this included people that doused. Um, the church saw the pendulum and dowsing as a form of devil worship, and it was forbidden into the, until the mid 19, uh, the 1700s. Um, in 1833, Michael Eugene Chevalier, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, he did uh, a study on the movement. C H E V R E U Chevalier. Sure. Um, that, that's how it's pronounced. That's <laughs> my, my aunt. My aunt has an ex-husband who that was. That's his last name. Solid. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's French. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Um, because I did not put all the little accents on it. Yeah, it's um, pronounced Chevalier. Chevalier. Um, he did a study on the movement of pendulums. He concluded that involuntary and subconscious muscular reactions were responsible for the movement of pendulum, um, of the pendulums. His discovery became the earliest definition of ideomotor, re ideomotor reflex. Um, this is still a big thing for people today. And this includes Ouija boards. This isn't just pendulums that this um, reflex falls under, it's also Ouija boards. Um, some people think it's the people or the person using the pendulum or the uh, planchette that causes it to move. Um, and that it makes it like an unreliable tool. Yeah, I've seen people that have like stands that they'll pick and hang it on. That way yeah. they're not in contact with it because the thought is, is that you're either minorly changing muscle movement in your fingers yeah. to get it to go a certain way or not. Yeah. yeah. Well, like even looking at yours, it's, you're completely still. At least that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, but also... I can make it change which direction I want it to go in. But that's a completely different talent. Uh, 
that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's that's not divination. That's something else. So, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> that's mind powers. Um, Abby Alexis Mermet. Um, he put the pendulum kind of on the map. He had a huge uh, success rate with his pendulum. He would actually help find missing people and obviously sources of water. Um, his use got actually the Vatican to reaccept pendulum use. Um, in 1935, he was actually asked by the Vatican to help solve some archaeological problems. Um, he invented the Mermit Pendulum, which is a round pendulum made of metal with a chamber inside for holding, like, different crystals or whatever you want. Um, his thought was that the pendulum took over, like, the, whatever was put inside the chamber was the ultimate vibration of the pendulum. So it could change, but that's the premise of that. Um, but that being said, it's obviously, it's been really hard for scientists to prove whether this is real or not, whether this is a normal phenomenon, but that's just like with any divinations. Um, it's hard for scientists, especially when you're trying to talk to a spirit with it. It's very hard for scientists to like, take it seriously um so let's talk about uses for this thing um as i said i thought i had to i thought i repeated this um people use pendulums for dowsing um and you can use metal or wooden sticks um you can go deeper on this if you want to this is like a big like Appalachian thing. This is just a big thing in general for people to find resources back then. That's just how they did it. Um, and it was to find majority of the time it was to find water, but you can find anything you want. Metals, crystals, oil, you name it. If it's in the ground, you can find it with a dowsing rod if you set your mind to it. Um, the one example of this was during the Vietnam war. The pendulum was actually used to find underground mines and tunnels in France. And this is still popular with certain Reiki healing. The lady, the um, lady that wrote the book, I took a lot of this information from. She, this is what she does with her pendulum when she's doing Reiki healing for people. Um, but in France, the pendulum was used to find illness inside the body. Red. I don't even know how to pronounce that. R-A-D-I-E-S-T-H-E-S-I-A. -E -E um, but basically... Yeah, that's a word. That's a word. Um, but basically what they would do is they would run the pendulum over your body and wherever it would start to spin or act very weird, that's either chakras imbalanced or there's an illness there that you don't know about. Um... So it's still very popular for people to use pendulums to do that. Um, during the Cold War, a man named Vermin Verning, V-E-R-N-E, Cameron, um, he actually used the his pendulum to find U.S. submarines. Um, and he was actually denied a U.S. <laughs> passport or, like, entry into the U.S. because of this. Because <laughs> um, he was so good at it. Um... Also, it's 
it was used by her early hypnotists, um, would use pendulums to help relax patients. Uh, you might have seen this in like a TV show or like a movie where like they'll have someone watch or like watch a watch. Like, and I'm like, you're getting sleepy. Um, so by watching the pendulum or whatever object it is, this lowers your brain activity waves and it decreases the constant metal, mental chatter. So it helps calm your brain. Um, and then you could use pendulums like a Ouija board for divination purposes to, you can contact your guides, ancestors, or whoever you feel you need to talk to. Um, and as I've said, people use him for spiritual healing to help with chakra alignment, um, heal the body. And she goes into a ritual about using a pendulum to help clear your space. I don't know if I rely on that. Um, but that's just me. I don't, I've never used it, so I don't know how well it works. Um... So let's talk about how they kind of work. So they work by responding to the body's um, energetic field in conjunction with your uh, your body's higher self and your intuition. So this provokes jerk-like reflexes in your arm and your wrist. So this will allow the pendulum to move in certain ways to answer your questions. The movement in your arm and wrist is called the ideomotor reflex. And this is what people have a hard time believing that you're not doing. Um, this means that the muscle in your arm, they're moved by subconscious activity in your brain. So by asking your question, your energy field is responding to what your higher self already knows subconsciously. You are not aware consciously because you we've been conditioned to close off our intuition and use the radical part of our brains. Um, scientists have even studied the concept of pendulum swings the pendulum swings because of the um, Earth's electromagnetic field, um, which is how they work in clocks, apparently. Um, both theories are based on the vibration of our energy fields, and the pendulum is basically the transmitter and moves accordingly. Um, it gets energy. It's energy from all around us, like your aura and all that jazz. Um, so to make sure you're getting the right answers, you need to make sure that you're relaxed, you're not stressed out. Um type thing um she goes into a lot of like intuition and like she calls them the clairs like clairvoyance um we'll be doing a whole episode on like different types of psychics and clairvoyance and stuff so we're really not going to go into that she kind of goes into a lot there's like a good couple of pages of like the clairs as she calls them um So how can you use this in like your everyday? So you can sit with your pendulum and you can ask everyday questions. Very simple questions to start out. Um, should I buy this shirt or should I buy, if you're questioning whether you should buy whatever thing, get that thing out and ask, um, if should you have xyz for dinner or should you go out this weekend or you can literally ask whatever you want um by asking these very simple questions this is a great way for you to 
bond with your pendulum. Um, it does take some people time to bond with their divination tool, whatever that tool is. Pendulums are not for everybody. Um, you can also use it to help you get into a meditative state. So just like being hypnotized, you can swing it and watch it. Um, as this will help you focus and your mind will relax. Um, some people can't meditate like normal with like breathing exercises and stuff. So if you're having a hard time meditating, this might be for you. Yeah. might be a different way for you. Some people need music in the background, like chanting or drumming or something to meditate. Maybe this is up for you. Um, and you can use them as a form of divination, like tarot cards, runes, tea leaf reading, whatever. Um, but don't start asking biased questions like, will I get pregnant this year? Like major life decisions. Don't start right off the bat asking those. Start small, work your way up to the bigger questions because they're going to be biased because it's what you want to hear. And sometimes yeah. you need to hear what you don't want to hear. Um, I mean, I would start out with like asking, should I apply for that job? If you're questioning whether you should leave your job. Um, if you're stuck between two places to go vacation or something, should I go here or should I go there type thing? Um, I mean, you could honestly even like maybe like lay out your tarot deck and like run your pendulum over the tarot deck and then wherever it gets a little weird, you pick up that card and that's your card for the day or part of your, um, if you're doing like a lay, if you're doing a certain layout, that'd be a good way from different way to pick out your cards. Um, she like literally asks her pet, her pendulum for all of the questions. Like if she's not feeling very good, she asks if it's because of her food. Um, should she be eating more X, Y, Z type thing? Honestly, you could ask that pendulum, whatever you wanted, every move you made during the day, if you wanted. Um, and some people use them in chakra and Reiki healing. Um, like I said, they would run it over your body and wherever it starts to act weird is where you have a chakra unbalanced or blocked or whatever it might be. And they'll work on that. We're not, we're not going to get into Reiki healing because that's another episode all within itself. And I don't want to confuse people. Um, and then it's also a good way to connect with your guides, your ancestors, or um, whoever you want to connect to, to the other side. But you're going to mainly ask yes or no questions. And through those yes or no questions, you're going to narrow down what you want to know. Um, so you get a more structured... And then she talks about, like, I, like I said, to, like, cleanse. So you would sit in, like, the middle point of your house with your pendulum. And you would hold the pendulum out. And you would ask the pendulum to please remove any negative, stagnant, or unwanted energy from your home. And to move this energy into the ground so it can be transmuted. Okay. So that way when it comes back in through, back up, it's been transmuted from negative to positive energy. I've never done work with pendulums, so I'm not sure how accurate this would be. I'm not sure. I, I get the concept they're going for here, though. I think so, too. Um, and then you can also use it to connect to animals. 
um, ask your pet questions, because obviously we can't talk to them. Um, and you can do the same thing, run the pendulum over their body if they're kind of being sick and you're not really understanding it's what's going on. You can do the same thing with that, you know, wherever it gets a little weird is where they're having problems. Um, again, not real sure how accurate it is. Um, she also, and this is going back to the food thing, um, you can run the pendulum over your food to see how fresh it is and ask if there's like something in it that shouldn't be. So like if it says it's organic, you can go, well, is this organic type thing? Uh, it says there's no pesticides, but are there pesticides type thing? Um, I don't think this is questions you should be asking your pendulum, honestly. I think this is information, research information that you just need to be doing in general. Um, cause I, I just think it's normal or not normal, but, um, within your knowledge as a human. <laughs> yeah. To, it, well, it comes, it comes down in my opinion. This is what it does. It comes down to one of those things of your, with any type of divination, one, your intentions can give you false answers. Yes. And because you're your hopes and desires can overpower the, uh, the readings, which is why it's always yeah. best to, you know, do readings and stuff for other people, overdoing them for yourself or have someone do them for you, uh, preferably yeah. someone who doesn't know you too, too mm -hmm. well uh, to get the most accurate answer. And two, uh, and this is, I've kind of always felt this way, but this is a very, uh, I don't know. This, the, there's, depending on who you ask on the mindset of this, but I don't feel like you should just use any sort of occult or magical practices for every freaking thing. Mm -mm. Like, I feel the same way. Yeah, you should take it and actually, like, look at it or delve into it or look for other options for answers because there are so many answers in the world and you shouldn't just take it and you know go automatically to magic as a fix-all yes well and i also think that um you need to take any divination with a grain of salt too you know don't take it completely at face value. You need to really take that with a grain of grain of salt type thing. Because um, it honestly, how she was kind of making it sound was like pendulums are really like the magic eight balls. You know? Like, not sure. Let's go ask my magic eight ball. Um, yeah. Well, that's what a lot of people think of with divination is that it's a definite yes or no answer. And, it's not. Yeah, there are a variety of possibilities there. Yes. Yes. When I think I see divination as more of like a a guide. Yeah. It's, it's there to help you when you need it. Um, especially if you're kind of stuck. And you're not really sure where to go with what. Um, 
that's how I kind of see things. That's how I kind of have always seen it. Um, it's there to help guide you. It's not a complete, like, word-for-word -word guideline. They're not, you know, they're not rules, you know. Oh, because I pulled this and it said this, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Well, that's not necessarily true. You know, it's more like right. a broad generalization and um, it's guidelines. They're not rules. It's You have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, now, let's get into different types of pendulums. You have like a, it looks like a metal one. I can go get my crystal one. I have a whole like, and I just happen to have it on my desk because... So what I did is I had several different pendulums that I turned into earrings. Oh, okay. Uh, that way I can take it, like, keep, take them with me and, you know, I am like to accessorize and blah, blah, blah. But no, uh, that way I can take it. And if I ever need one, I can literally just pull it off and it's not like I'm ruffling through pockets and stuff. Uh, okay. But I have several different types. I have an amethyst one, a tiger's eye one an adventuring one, so it's... Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, she talks about different types. I have a rose quartz one, and I don't remember what the other one is. Um, so the teardrop inverted, that's what a lot of people have. That's your classic, you know, teardrop pendulum that everyone sees. Um, and then the chambered or the moret Marit one, um, where you fill it full of stuff. Well, that's what the metal one I have is, where you can take, there is actually a pocket inside where you can fill it full of stuff. Hmm. Caged pendulums, they're typically open so you can see what's inside. So it's the Merit, the chambered one, but with windows. Um, huh. Donald. So you got a pendulum with six carved sides, similar to the teardrop, but it's just a different shape in general. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Sephiron, Sephorton. It's a round sphere with a point at the bottom. Like it's a round sphere and then there's a metal point or something at the bottom. Um, this is very sensitive vibrations due to the metal point tip at the bottom of the sphere, 12-sided healing, it's hexagonal, in a way, I guess, um, Merkaba, it's a complex shape based on sacred geometry, Merkaba, um, yeah, so, I mean, there's different types, and you can get different crystals depending on what you're going for, and what you plan on using it for, um, cause in, she talks about, um, how to cleanse them and how to clear them. It's the same way with any crystal or anything like that. And we talked about that in the first episode of the series, how to cleanse and charge things very similar with your pendulum. And I think that's with any divination tool. Um, yeah, I prefer to smudge my things, but that's just me. Um, um, and then she talks about programming your pendulum. Again, I I don't know how to do that. I've never done these things. I don't know if it's something you have to have to do. Um, but basically, you're going to use your dominant hand. You're going to put it in your dominant hand. And she talks about how you put your elbow on the table. 
and you kind of branch your arm out to where it's comfortable in your hand. Um, and then you ask the pendulum to show you yes, show you no, show you maybe type thing. And then you're ready to go to start answering for it to start answering questions. Okay. I was like, again, <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true that you have to do that every time. She does that every time. I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it'd be good to like get into a habit of something just because it's magical mindset, but I don't necessarily think that it would be, should be required or is required. And I think yeah. there are plenty of options out there to do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. But that is all I have for this. Um, I will include the name of the book in the show notes and I will make sure I put it up with the episode. Um, it is really small. It's really cute. Um, type thing. It is. It's so cute. Um, but yeah, that is pendulums. It's just a number, another way to use the Ouija board. Honestly, you could probably use it like a planchette. I've seen people that do that sometimes too. Where they've got like a pendulum Ouija board type thing. Yeah, that's like a little mat that gives you yes or no answers and Yeah. Yeah. I have I've seen that more than once. Um I have a weird thing about that sort of stuff. Because um, you gotta be careful who you're talking to. Um Let's read some cards. <laughs> Yes, let's read some cards. So I pulled for my deck, it is the Ten of Candles, which is the Ten of Wands. Mm -hmm. So, oh, if my phone will cooperate. So keywords, accomplishment, responsibility, and burden. Um, at the Ten of Wands, we see a accumulation of the passion that the wands ignited in you. You faced so many challenges to get to this point. You sacrificed much in order to get to this point. At the end of this journey that you've set off on, you'll you find yourself carrying all the responsibility. To be at this point and to move ahead, you will need to learn how to bear this burden. Where the wands give you the spark of willpower, it left a a bright blaze. From the foundation that it's built, there is much work ahead. Uh, this card's lesson. I can differentiate between my responsibilities and those of others. Okay. And I got the Prince of Cups or Knight of Cups depending on what uh, what deck you're using because they have a number of different names for this card. Because of course it's a Cups card. And we like to pull cups here. <laughs> we do. Uh, my, we mine do. was reversed. I know some people don't do reverse readings, and I've said this before. I do. Yes. Uh, so when reversed, this card appears. Uh, when this card reversed appears in a tarot reading, a creative project is emerging, but you are not ready to act on it just yet. You may. Uh, spend most of your time dreaming up what possibilities or how wonderful it will be when it comes to fruition, 
when it can be or while it can be enriching to be in the dreamy idea phase for a while the plan you will not come huh? the plan will not come into being until uh, you take action you may need to ground your ideas into reality figure out how much it will cost how much time it will take what resources you will need and so on this will give your project more weight so you can move forward with implementing your ideas okay what do you think those mean together i have no idea yeah i'm not really <laughs> sure either that's why i asked you first because <laughs> it sounds like i don't know it almost feels like these are two different cards i mean they are two different cards well like they're not meant to be joined together. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe we're just not looking at it the right way. Hey, listeners, <laughs> what do you guys think these mean together? Yeah. Cause like, I can see where you have a good idea, but you need to lay some groundwork down which is funny um but then you need to make sure that you stick to it maybe probably like hey you well that could be actually that makes sense if you think about it like you have an idea but you need to plan out how to get from point a point B to point Z yeah. all the way through and stick to those plans. And while it may be difficult at times to stick to those plans and maybe difficult at times to do what you want to do as far as your target, you should work at it until you can achieve it. Yeah. Cause you've got the spark. You got it. You just have to apply yourself, maybe? Yeah. There's my water reminder. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So I think that does us up for today. Kelsey's got to yes. go drink a bunch of water. Yeah, I got to make sure I go drink water because I will forget some days. Yeah, we all do. It's bad. It's bad. So, yeah, please rate, review, subscribe. Please tell a friend. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram. If the person you interact with Facebook and Instagram, that is me out of the two of us. Um, so when you comment and everything, but please come join us. Um, I post stuff that goes along with the episodes. And if you have a book recommendation, topic recommendation, or if you just want to talk in general, if you don't have somebody to talk about your mental health with, Please email us at thewaywarddragons at gmail.com. Yeah, we're here to listen, guys. We, everyone struggles. We, we've struggled. Yeah. And it's good just to have someone to talk to. Yeah. 
we're not um, we're not professionals but no <laughs> we, do have, we do have ears and we have life experience and we yeah. will listen yeah um i hope that everyone has a has had a wonderful in bulk because that this will come out way after that so i hope everyone has a wonderful time with that yeah so yeah until next time i'm johnny and i'm kelsey bye, bye.